You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complementary practitioners, therapists and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding and this week we're talking about why great copy starts with knowing your ideal client or your favourite client the way that you know your best friend. And I'm joined this week by Natalie Jensitz who is a copywriter who specialises in helping health coaches to write copy either as a coach and helps them write their own copy or she does it for them so that it really connects with their ideal clients and it helps them to find more clients like them. So I'm just going to get on with the interview. I hope you enjoy it. So today I've got a real treat for you. I've got a guest on the show and I've got Natalie Jensitz with us, who is a copywriter who specializes in helping health and well-being practitioners and coaches either writing content for them. So that's their newsletters, their emails, their blogs, their freebies, or she coaches them to write brilliant copy for themselves. So hello, Natalie. Welcome to the show. Hello, Helen. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's great to have you on. So do you want to start by just doing a quick introduction for yourself? Sure. Yeah, I'm a wellness content writer and copywriting coach, as you mentioned. Um, I have a, my whole career has been spent in marketing and advertising, and that's what I went to school for. Um, The past eight years, I've been freelancing, doing freelance writing. In the past couple of years, I've focused in on the wellness industry. And um, what kind of led me there is my own wellness journey that I'm still working on and I've learned um, how holistic uh, practices and methods have helped me more than anything else. And I just want to help those practitioners and coaches be able to grow their businesses because I feel like more people are obviously going to get well from that. Um, It's just an underrated group of people that need some support getting their businesses up and running and, and out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm with you on that. Is It's such an amazing service they provide, but so many of them don't thrive because they just don't know how to market themselves, which is what this podcast is all about as well. I so know. We, I appreciate that, that you're <laughs> supporting them as well. <laughs> yeah, it was great because we had, a, we had a chat earlier as well and we were talking and we've got so many kind of common themes and ideas about the way that we work with our clients so I thought you'd just make such a good guest for the show Um, and one of the things that that we were talking about was how especially when you're writing copy for people or a practitioner's writing their own copy you need to start by knowing who you're writing for or to and we got onto the whole topic of niching or niching as you'd probably say (laughs) and Do you want to share why you think it's so important for practitioners and coaches and therapists to find a niche or niche? Yes, I would love to share. Um, Well, first of all, by trial and error, I've learned the hard way and I have a marketing background, right? So it's like 
I, I understand the, the compelling to be broad and to try to treat everybody and help everybody. But the reality is when you market, when you send out messages that broad, you're really not connecting with anybody, you know, because it's just, or I shouldn't say anybody. It's not, you know, I'm making a general statement, but you're not going to connect with as many people because basically your message is falling short. And I like to, I like to provide a visual as much as I can when I'm doing trainings um, online and I can, let me see if I can do that here real quick. But like, yeah, if you think about sending a message from you to another person and you're sending this message of, you know, I help you with your anxiety. I can help you with infertility. I can help you with this and that. Um, the other end, the person is kind of feeling like, I think I'm feeling like a wet dog in a rain shower, just like shaking off. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to take away from this? What is this person really doing? I'm not yeah. really sure. And then on another note, if you are sending something to this person that's talking about anxiety, you can help them, you know, with through acupuncture with anxiety, um, and you're a woman and you kind of just leave it at that. The other, on the other end, she might not be thinking she even has anxiety. She might be thinking, I just need breathing space. I need to like be able to relax at the end of the night. And she doesn't even necessarily know that she has anxiety at this point. So okay. your message is falling short in, right in front of her, not even getting through to her because you're not going all the way through with your message. Yeah. I mean, we'd agree, or I'd definitely agree in terms of the idea that so many practitioners give a long list of everything they can help with. Mm -hmm. and to, to someone looking for, for someone, you look at it and you think, well, you know, they're, they're not going to specialize in anything or they might not be able to help me because I'm just one of a list of 10 things. And like you say, it's, it's, you have to learn to speak in their language, don't you? Right. I mean, if I think about myself with uh, mold illness is one of the things I've dealt with. Um, and you're just talking to me about, um, you know, fatigue and you, you know, you, you can treat um, fatigue and nutrition. You can offer nutritional support and all these things um, help with even mindset, but I'm not like hearing anything about mold. I'm not thinking, I'm thinking, you know what? I've done a lot of that. Yeah. I, you probably aren't going to help me because I'm more complex and you don't really understand the stuff that I'm dealing with. Whereas if you start talking about the issues that I deal with every day, you know, you're having food sensitivities, you tend to have low, um, histamine tolerance or histamine intolerance. And you, um, you could have Lyme or SIBO, but nobody's gone there with you. Or you start talking about these things that are very specific to what I'm dealing with. Then I know that you know how to help me. Yeah. So that's why we say try to get to know your your niche, your ideal client as well as you can, just kind of like your best friend. Yeah. So you can it builds up that trust, doesn't it? Because it's it's demonstrating that you really understand where they're stuck and what problems they're facing, as opposed to it being very general, well, I can help anyone. Right, absolutely. 
it's and, and the thing is you don't it doesn't mean you can't help the other people that come to you you're yeah. not saying no sorry I can't help you but your messages are going more directly to those people and the other you know the fringe those people on the fringe that you can still help will likely still come to you as well yeah and and that's something I always say as well is is just because you pick a certain niche that's for your marketing it's not make you know it's not stopping you from working with anybody else it just stops you your messages from just getting lost in all of the noise that's out there and especially these days you know right. there's, there's so much going on you need to stand out so you've you've been working with uh, health coaches and practitioners and helping them to to really identify their niche and and their ideal client so what are some examples of maybe how different your clients have found their ability to write really good copy that connects with people? What, what's the difference it's made to them? Well, it gives you a whole new perspective and strategic approach to how you're addressing everything that you do. Like I just was, um, got a, message from a client the other day and we've had two coaching sessions one had to do with blog posts how to write those and the next one had to do with strategy like hey so people are gonna you want to take them from this facebook group to your website and from there you want them to call you and with all of this discussion in mind we were like okay you're helping people with fibro and we know that she is further along in her you know, journey. So she is fed up with it so that we know what her mindset is and we can speak to that mindset. So anyway, she messaged me the other day, just a few days after our second session, she's like, ah, I just got my first booking from my website, you know, and she hadn't even, she's changed a little bit on her website, but not a ton yet. So, So just like taking that intention, you free your mind space to be able to uh, kind of channel these people through your process in, in a strategic way that makes sense and is natural to them. You're following her or him on the journey. Yeah. And that is how it brings you conversion and success. And it's, it's natural from your end and her end. So it's not feeling salesy. It's just genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And also it just simplifies the whole process. I would imagine it just makes everything so much easier. Absolutely. Because you can sit there and say, um, you know, does this, does this other Facebook group even serve me? Is that something I should spend any time on? Is that part of this process? Do I need to, um, you know, I was talking to her about how I've been focusing on growing my email list lately and my actual group members have dropped a bit, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, but that's okay because I'm not working on that. I'm working on growing my list. Yeah. So Mm -hmm you know, when you have your intention set, then you're going to focus on that and not worry about the rest. So it kind of relieves you, takes the pressure off on the other stuff, takes some of it completely out of play because you don't need it and really helps you focus your time and energy on fewer, more productive things. Yeah. Well, that's the the whole Pareto effect, isn't it? The 80-20 rule. The, the more you can identify that 20% that worked brilliantly, absolutely that's going to bring you 80 percent of the results so it's it's efficient it's effective and it's a great way to do business so 
one of the, the things I always find interesting is, I mean, you work with a lot of new or newly qualified health coaches. And one of the things I always find interested with or interesting with the new practitioners that I work with is trying to work out how to identify a niche for them um, because they haven't got that wealth of experience of, of some of the more established practitioners. So how would you suggest someone who's newly qualified goes about starting to identify a niche? What I suggest is to first talk about your elevator pitch and think about what it is you do. And as part of that process, I know you you cover this as well, but as part of that <laughs> process, what do you, what is your story? What is your background? And okay. when you kind of trace back your milestones in life, you know, who have you naturally been there to serve? Like who have you already served? Whether it's in this coaching or not, it might lead you down a clearer um, revelation about who it is you're supposed to be helping. Yeah. So that's a place to start. You know, who've you, who've you helped recently? Who've you helped in the past? Um, then I also want to take a look at your current network of people or your, if you've had coaching clients as practice, you know, who, what are the cases that you've helped the most? What were those clients like? And try to fi- find as much information out about those clients that you loved working with to um, kind of clone them and target those in your messaging. Yeah. So it's so all about finding that kind of, that, that place where you can do really good work and where you feel confident, but also where you're connected. So where you've got access to groups of people. Right. And something that you, you know, people you've enjoyed working with because you might have had a lot of experiences with people, but not necessarily liked working with them. You know, if they're not um, willing to be open or make some changes, for instance, not probably going to be your ideal client, but no, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) as you've seen in many cases too, right? So. I think we've probably all been there at some point, really wanting to help someone, but actually you, your guts told you no, and your head still thinks, but I can help, I can help. And it just, it's not the best. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, I've had those experiences too, live and learn. But <laughs> yeah, and I mean, from there, you can still ask in Facebook groups, you can, tr- you know, ask common questions and get information about, you know, just if you're in a Facebook group for fibro or thyroid issue, um, thyroid's pretty broad. I would suggest getting even narrower than that, but you know, what is your biggest struggle? And you'll just, that's the main thing you want to know about your ideal client, right? So you just can start from there if you need to get information about those people who respond and ask for a few minutes of their time to ask them questions simply for research. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm totally with you on the uh, doing client research because their mm-hmm. language is so important, especially for copy. It's mm-hmm. it's it's what resonates with them. So you mentioned elevator pitch. Um, mm-hmm. I'd call it a, a marketing message. Some people call it a help message or a help mm-hmm. statement. So is that would that be the first thing that you would get someone to work on once they've identified their niche? Is that the first step you'd get someone to work on as well? I actually work on that before the niche, I would say, um, but here's the thing. I work on the elevator pitch, then we go into the niche and then we go back to the elevator pitch and revisit it to tweak it based on your niche or niche. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you have to kind of toggle back and forth a little bit to get yeah. real clear. Yeah. And I find those sorts of things evolve mm-hmm. as you evolve, as your practice evolves, everything it's, it's not set in stone. And I think that's one thing that, that a lot of practitioners are scared of is like, well, if I make this decision, is that forever decision? Well, it's not. I mean, right. I, I can't tell you how many times I've tweaked messages and all sorts of things, depending on where I am and who I'm working with, really. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So if you've got, um, so you're you're a writer, you're, you're obviously naturally gifted with, with words. If you've got somebody who has identified who they want to work with and they've worked out kind of an elevator pitch, and they want inspiration, where would you say, where would you recommend they start looking for inspiration for like topics to discuss on their website or for, for maybe like for the freebies, for the lead magnets and things like that, that they might create? Well, that's a great question. I would say, you know, if they have clients or people that they've helped so far, that would be the first place to go to is what questions have those people asked you most frequently? Because whatever your clients are asking you is obviously a hot point, a hot button that you want to address for probably many other people. Similarly, if you're in a Facebook group, you can get inspiration from there, seeing what the questions are that are being asked. Um, I think it's important to, when you're thinking about lead magnet inspiration, think about what that first step is that they might need to take. You know, if they're, uh, where are they in the journey? You know, if somebody's new to, Um, mold illness or has subtle symptoms like me, I'm going to be looking for something much different than somebody who's laid up in bed and wondering if they're going to wake up tomorrow, you know? So, and likewise for the lead magnet, you know, are they going to consume it? Um, Do they prefer audio or video or reading it? You want to look for that information either in your, you know, through your client research, which can be through the Facebook groups or talking directly to those people. Mm -hmm. And um, there's also, you know what, there's also a website that is called, um, oh, it's going to escape me now. (laughs) There's a website. Oh, it's like answerthepublic.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can get lots of ideas there by taping in just a couple of top, you know, couple of words, and then it'll show you a bunch of questions that get asked. Yeah. So yeah, I I love that website as well. And I'll link to that in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check that out, it's just a, you put in a topic and it just gives you hundreds of questions that have been asked on Google Mm -hmm. about that topic. So it is, it is a great place for inspiration. So and the lead magnet, just in case anyone's not sure, is basically the freebie that you give away in exchange for somebody's email address. So it's about getting somebody onto your email list. So what would you say with the lead magnets you create? Because that's one of the things that you do for people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What would you say are the kind of most popular types of lead magnets or the ones that you find are the most easy for people to get started with? Um, well, the latest one I did was actually an audio training, which I didn't even think about doing, but that was super easy because I just had to record it with a memo, you know, on my iPhone and just, you know, it would be like doing a live training or a webinar, but you're not on video bonus. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I love the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. 
you can't see me, but you can hear me. Um, but yeah, so, and people are very mobile. So I think the audio training is um, definitely a good way to go for a lot of, it just, it's going to depend on what your ideal client prefers, yeah. but I think that's a good one and it, it can be kept short. Um, so that like your, your podcasts, I love the bite size pieces because people don't process big chunks of information at a time. Yeah. Well, they want the smaller pieces. So I think that the audio trainings are great or short PDFs, you know, mm -hmm. if you're, doing recipes you don't want to do that over audio that's no. going to be not very uh productive no, <laughs> short true. pdfs i've seen people make pdfs that are 20 30 pages long and while like i've received them and i'm like wow this is great but then i like skim through it once and then i never use it because it's just too yeah. much and yeah. especially in the wellness area your your clients are already either sick or not feeling well you don't want to add to the overwhelm so just give them that first step and get them over that first little hump with your lead magnet. Yeah. And I think as well, I mean, I, I've, I've done the 20, 30 page lead magnets before and actually they don't work because they're overwhelming and it's almost like you're, you're trying to be too generous, but actually it's working in the opposite way. Mm -hmm. And I found like you something that's much simpler, something that's, you know, a checklist or just give someone a quick win. Mm -hmm. it's far more beneficial but i haven't tried the audio yet maybe i should bear in mind yeah audio. that could be a good <laughs> good thing for you i mean you've got great practice at it <laughs> brilliant oh well thanks ever so much for for all of your tips and and thoughts around uh, creating a niche and finding a niche and how to identify one and i know you've got an audio haven't you that that's your uh, giveaway so do you want to tell people about that and where they can find it sure I will do that um, and I just want to encourage you guys just please niche down and really focus on your ideal client like I like to tell people you can have really well written copy but it's not necessarily going to convert unless it's client focused copy and you get client focused copy by niching down and doing your homework on the front end of things it saves you a lot of time so the freebie that I offer right now is three steps to creating a freebie that lands you more health coaching clients. It can be, you don't have to be a health coach to use it, but of course it's talking about these elements and how um, using them can guide you into the perfect lead magnet for your clients, your could be clients who want to become your clients. So it's a 15, 16 minute audio training and that's available on my website. Brilliant brilliant and we'll link to your website obviously in the show notes um and also i think the thing is the whole reason for doing a lead magnet is because actually we want to be building email lists so if any of you out there aren't building an email list now you need to start because it's such a, an incredible asset for your business and especially with the way things have changed, you know, as we're recording this, it's 2021. So we, we've moved so much business online. And, and actually the starting point of that is the lead magnet. So that's such a perfect one to, to give away. 1000% because, you know, what, social media is so volatile. We don't know what's going to happen to it. And that's all the leads and contacts we have on there are not ours to keep unless yeah. you get them into your email list. 
I've had so many friends sent into Instagram jail or Facebook jail and they just take their pages down and mm-hmm. it could be weeks before they get them back up. So definitely the, the email list is the way to go. Oh, thanks yep. so much for joining me today, Natalie. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Likewise. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing all the great stuff you're going to continue to do and share. Oh, thank you. And I'll put links to everything, uh, all of Natalie's website and all of her social in the show notes as well. So I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you, Helen. Have a great day. So I hope you enjoyed my chat with Natalie and I hope it's given you some food for thought when it comes to picking your ideal clients and picking your niche. And I'll put links to everything in the show notes. So as always, if you go to helenharding.co.uk, go over to the blog and podcast section. This is podcast 65. Or if you're listening on the app, just scroll down beneath the artwork and the show notes and the links are all there. And if you did enjoy this episode, as always, I'd really appreciate it if you take the time to subscribe and leave it a quick review because it's going to help the show to get discovered. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, come and join me in our Facebook group, Holistic Business Matters, and join our community of like-minded practitioners, coaches, and therapists, and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way.